Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and I'd like to welcome you back to our podcast series. And in this podcast, we'll be talking about how the world can provide for you. How the world provides. That's the subject of this podcast, how the world provides. What do I mean by that? What I mean is, the world will take care of us. The world will provide for us. As long as we undertake certain steps in our thinking and in, and in our actions that allow it to provide for us. This podcast will be a, a commentary and a reading of an article that I published on my website, qcurtius.com, back in November 12th, I believe. And the title of that essay was, The World Will Provide... And I've gotten emails about this sort of subject in the past, and I thought it was a good subject to do a podcast about because there are many people out there who are desperate and are fearful, they're afraid, and they don't know how they're going to be able to get through things. They don't know how they're going to be able to survive and to overcome and to deal with those challenges that they have on a day-to-day basis. And what I want to do is offer these thoughts about how The world will provide if we just let go and let things take care of themselves. It's very different from resignation. I'm not advocating fatalism. I'm not advocating resignation. What I am advocating is the adoption of a certain mental frame which will allow you to get through those things that are difficult. The three points that I want you to take away from this podcast are these. And these tie into the method of how we allow the world to provide for us. The first of these is we have to sublimate or subordinate our appetites to reason. We have to subordinate our appetites to reason. In other words, we have to allow our brains to control our appetites, not the other way around. That's the first step. The second point that I want you to take away from this discussion is do not ever give up. Do not ever give up. Do not ever give up. Because everyone's luck changes if we just stay in the game long enough. If we stay in the game long enough, everyone's luck will eventually change. So the only way to lose is to give up. The only way to lose is to surrender. And you may have heard this before, but it is so true, it is so, so true, that just when you believe that all is lost, just when you believe that everything is going to hell in a handbasket, that's when the worm will turn for you, and you've got to be ready to grasp that opportunity just when the worm is about to turn for you. So don't ever give up. It's like that, reminded of that scene in the book Robinson Crusoe, by Daniel Defoe when he's washed ashore alone, the sole survivor of a wreck, and Robinson Crusoe clings to that projection of rock that sticks up near the shoreline, and he's holding onto that rock and grasping to hold firmly on that rock for dear life as he's battered and buffeted by the waves and the wind, and he holds on, and he's not drowned, He eventually survives and he climbs up the cliff and makes it his way to the island. 
And this is the analogy that I want you to keep in mind. Grasp onto that rock and hold on. Do not let go. Do not let go. The third point that I want you to take away from this discussion is paradoxically a somewhat related to the previous point, which is do not hold on to things too tightly. Don't grip too tightly. Learn to let go. Learn to let go. Learn to let go of the anxiety, of the fear. Allow the world to provide for you. It will provide if you permit it to provide. And somehow things have a way of augmenting and increasing themselves on their own, naturally. It's difficult to explain, and maybe it's a mystical concept in some ways, but once we mentally disconnect and once we learn to let go and to stop obsessing and and fussing and doubting, and once we learn to surrender our will to the will of fortune, and as long as we keep in mind those other things that I've talked about, which are perseverance and continuing to stay in the game and continuing to fight, you will see results. You will see results. So those are the three things that I want you to take away from this discussion. And what I'm going to do now is read the article, The World Will Provide, and then I'll have a little bit more discussion. And this podcast is a good one to listen to in a private moment. You can put in your headphones when you're on the subway or whether you're driving in the car or in the gym, and you can listen directly to me speak to you. And I think that way you'll better internalize some of these things and they'll hit home to you more and you'll better be able to process them. Incidentally, before I start reading the article, I'll just mention that this is one of the essays that's going to appear in my upcoming book, Pathways, which I expect to have published here in January. And it'll be a collection of about 55 short essays, the best of 2015. And that will contain the definitive version of this essay. But it's nice also to hear it spoken with commentary by me so that you will be able to experience it in a different format. Reading is one thing. Listening is something else. So what I'm going to do now is to begin the reading of The World Will Provide, which again appeared on my website on November 12th of this year. Our spirits are driven by two things, appetite and reason. Appetite is the hunger for pleasures and reason is the rational impulse. When reason does not control the appetite, then the appetite usurps the leadership position of the spirit. And this is a sure road to ruin. Appetite leads us around aimlessly by the nose, this way and that, like some kind of insensate farm animal. Reason, then, must be in the driver's seat at all times. She must command. And maybe this is why I spelled reason with a capital R, for it is a way of calling attention to its primacy. When reason commands, all is well. When she does not, peril awaits us. As Cicero says, And this means, so it happens that when reason is in charge, the appetite falls into line. All of this is another way of calling attention to the virtue of self-control, self-control. 
without self-control, without a firm hand on the reins of the Spirit, bad things always happen. It all sounds so simple. But the problem is that it isn't, is not. Or at least it's not a simple matter to practice self-control. In nearly every waking minute of our lives, we are encouraged to loosen the reins of reason over our appetites. The voluptuary impulses already very strong certainly need no encouragement from the outside. And yet this is what we expose ourselves to day in, day out, day after day. And so the disciplining of the appetites is the first step on the path to wisdom and to allowing the world to provide. The second step, perhaps, is making ourselves understand the true bounty that exists in the world. The world will always provide because we will invoke its aid. How little do we really need for our survival and our happiness? How little do we really need for our happiness? You can't really believe this until you have traveled a bit here and there. And then you will see. Our ancestors were satisfied with rough and meager foods to satisfy themselves and tolerated the abuses of weather and wind the best they could. And yet they found a way to make things work. And when you visit countries that we call today primitive, you're often surprised by the brilliant colors in people's local dress. It's interesting how people in poor countries often dress in wonderfully decorated clothing, while we automatons from the industrialized world clothe ourselves in drab, dull hues. Why is this? Perhaps because the poor man is more proud of his clothing than we are of ours. He wishes to show it off. He is satisfied with a brilliantly colored tunic and headpiece. He and his woman make do with what they have. But we find it difficult to do this. We find it difficult to make do with what we have. We have not yet found a way to tame our desires, our appetites, nor whip them into shape. And so they gallop out of control this way and that, like a coach pulled by a team of frightened horses. Have confidence in your abilities. Have confidence in the power of your physical body. It can withstand more pressure and more hardships than you presently imagine. And when you begin to believe this, when you truly begin to believe this, you will begin to unclench your fists a bit. Unclench your fist. You will begin to stop worrying about losing some of the things that you think are so important. Let it go. Let it go. And it will come back. It sounds trite, but it is so true. You've got to learn to let it go. It will come back in spades. It will come back in increased multiplication. The humanist Coluccio Salutati, in his essay De Seculo et Religione, which means On the World and Religious Life, described how the material pleasures of the world can function as pernicious distractions. He tells us how Sardinian and Sicilian peasants live on twice-baked bread and a little cheese, along with platters of legumes for lunch. And for supper, they have 
a little fish preserved in a lot of salt. They satisfy their thirst with water and a little vinegar. They rarely drink wine, he tells us, and yet they find a way to make do with what they have and are content with that. It really takes so little to make us happy once we've learned to condition ourselves and to subordinate our appetite to reason. There's something else that I've noticed along these lines that's difficult to describe, but nonetheless exists. And this is the augmenting effect of letting go of our appetites. And what I mean is this. I mean that when we stop obsessing about what we have and what we don't have, and we stop obsessing about our appetites, then what we have and don't have, then things seem to increase naturally without any conscious effort on our part. And I'll say that again. Once we learn to stop worrying about what we have and what we don't have, and once we learn to let go, things to automatically increase and augment themselves without any conscious effort on our part. It's true. It is true. I've experienced it myself. Spend some of your treasure, and it grows anew. Spend some of your treasure, and it grows anew all by itself. It grows greater than before. Don't ask me why this happens. I just know that it happens. Things increase by themselves once we stop stressing about them so much. It seems strange, but I believe there is much truth in this. Invest something to get something back. Put something in if you want something out. Holding on too tightly is the only and greatest mistake we can make. Let things go, and they will go. The world will provide one way or another. We have to have this faith in ourselves, this firm conviction, to make the next step in the march to progress. In seeing all this, we should feel fortified in our knowledge that no matter what may happen to us, no matter what accidents of fate may occur, we will always be able to find a measure of happiness in the life of this world. The world will provide if we let it provide. Thank you for joining me on this podcast of Quintus Curtius. This podcast was brought to you courtesy of Fortress of the Mind Publications. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.